cozy leaves I confess tomorrow Be cozy Oh! 
We say yes to your counsel. We say yes to your wisdom. We say yes to your will. We say yes to guide to thy guidance. We say yes, Lord, have your way. We say yes, we shall dedicate ourselves to we you. We say yes, we shall live for you. We say yes. We shall part from the world. We shall separate. We shall separate from the world. And live a separated life to you, Lord. Completely yes. Completely yes. My soul says yes. Yes, yes, my soul says yes. Oh, completely yes, my soul says yes. Oh, hallelujah, completely yes, my soul.
can hear my mother's call at the setting sun. Come home, come home, sweet supper time. But we know that we have a better home in glory land. Although we don't remember ourselves there, but we know deep in our hearts that we were there one time. And one of these days we shall come home, Lord. It's the greatest moment, Lord, that will be for us. Gathering around the big table, Lord. That has never been before. And we shall gather with all the redeemed of 
all the ages and Papa God will be there and he will wipe every tear from our eyes Lord how we long to shake hands Lord, how we long to shake hands with our brothers and sisters whose feet have crossed the rivers. Lord, who have left footprints on the sands of time who have stood for the kingdom of God without wavering. Some were sown asunder. Some were fed to lions. Some were burnt alive. Not accepting deliverance. They refused to bow to the enemy. But they are willing to pledge allegiance only to the King of Kings. Help us run our race, Lord. Like they did, O God. That we shall complete our race in victory. Even this morning, Lord, as we share your word, we ask you to come and speak to us, Lord. We thank you for the miracles that you have done in our midst, Lord. For all the prayers that have been answered. When we prayed for our loved ones, Lord, sometimes we just pray from here sending prayers to people who are very far. But you have never refused to hear our prayers. You have always had our prayers and healed them. Lord, I remember that testimony of that girl, whom, that lady whom we prayed for, who had problems with teeth, bleeding, blood. To hear testimony this morning that you healed her. And many other testimonies that have come in, Lord. We thank you for every one of them, Lord. And now here is a prayer request also. Our sister Dokas Luzinda, has been knocked by a border border. Oh, from a border border, and oh. now she has been taken to hospital. We pray, Lord God, that Lord, you visit her. May you reach where she is now, Lord. And may your power rest upon her entire body. Every uh, bone, every muscle, every tissue that has been damaged, let it be 
healed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask and pray in the name of Jesus Christ and Lord for any other need, any other condition that is in our You are the Lord God who healeth us. We believe that you are here to heal, to deliver and to save, set every captive free, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask and pray. Amen. 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 Yeah, so let us start on our feet for the reading of the word. We shall read from the book of First Samuel chapter 4 verse 10. First Samuel chapter 4 verse 10. And the Philistines fought and Israel was smitten, and they fled every man into his tent. And there was a very great slaughter, for there fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. And there reigned a man of Benjamin out of the army and came to Shiloh. The same day with his clothes rent and with earth upon his head. And when he came, lo, Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside watching, for his heart trembled for the ark of God. And when the man came unto the city and told it, all the city cried out. And when Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, What meaneth the noise of the tumult? And the man came in hastily and told Eli. And Eli was ninety and eight years old, and his eyes were dim that he could not see. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I am fled today out of the army. And he said, what is, the, what is there done, my son? And the messenger answered and said, Israel is fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass when he made mention of the ark of God that he fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate and his neck broke and he died for he was an old man and heavy and he had judged Israel 40 years and his daughter-in-law Phinehas wife was with child near to be delivered and when she had the tidings that the ark of God was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the women that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. But 
She answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel, because the ark of God was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. What a, a unique story. Uh, I want to talk about the ark and the master seed. Now in Israel there used to be very sacred things. Very holy things. But never like the Ark of the Oak Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was the most sacred, the most holy thing that they We know that it was a wooden box made out of acacia wood. And it was overlaid with gold. And that gold upon that wood was typing deity upon humanity. It means the divine substance, the godly wood substance in a human being. And when you receive the Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Holy Spirit is in your life, you are not just a human being, natural being anymore, alone. But it is a human being now mixed, added with God substance. The power of the Holy Spirit is that. And now in the Ark of the Covenant, laid the two tables of stones, the God wrote with his own finger. How sacred that is. Now we read about the laws. The ten commandments. As God gave them to Moses. And as he spoke them. He wrote them on stone. And he held the the tables of stones and those tables of stones were laid in the ark of the covenant. You imagine looking at something at the writings and knowing it was not man who wrote them. If God spoke words and man wrote them that would be sacred, sacred again. But now there is something about knowing that it is the hand of God himself 
that wrote those prescriptions upon the tables of stone. That is very sacred. You see, the things, the physical things that we can look at and say, this in history is uh, directly from heaven. They are not many. That's why the FBI agent told Brother Branham that the only supernatural picture that they have since the world was made is that one. There was nothing that uh, is a picture where you say, this is a supernatural being that was photographed. Apart from that pill of fire, you see on the head of Brother Branham. Praise be the name of the Lord. That is the only supernatural picture. No angel, no nothing. Has ever been photographed, but he said that is the first time and the only one. And they took it and hanged in Washington, D.C. for memorial, for history. And that man told him, You will die as all mortal die. But this picture, as long as the world lives, Never die. Praise God. But now look at this. These are tables of stones where we know God Himself with His own finger wrought. And I like the way they illustrated, they played it in the in, the, in that film of that movie of Ten Commandments. And when God would speak with his strong, great voice, and the Lord God who brought you from the land of bondage. Therefore, you shall worship the Lord no your God. No shall love him with all your heart. Shall not worship any God and a mortal image. And when he would speak those words, the pillar of fire you would sit move. And you know, and like shoot on the rock. And then it was to stay there. And kind of weld, burn those words on the rock. Thou shalt not lie. And the pillow fire would move it. Upon the rock and leave that word there. And thou shalt not bear false witness. And it would move and shoot on the rock. And burn like fire. And by the time it leaves, the word is written there. And finally, 
tables were carved. And Moses picked them from the rock and moved with them. Now the two tables of stones were put in the ark of the covenant. Now that is how sacred that covenant, ark of the covenant was. And we know that the priest would take their blood. And he has to be a special person. A chosen person. From the chosen tribe. From the chosen family. And he has to be consecrated from childhood. Special vessel. And has to take the blood of an animal without lame, without blemish. And he takes that blood upon the master seat. And we know the master seat is the lead that covered the ark of the covenant. Below the tables of stone and then on top is a lead which is the massive seat. That when God looked at Israel he saw them through the blood and that was their mercy. That was their cleansing. That was their forgiveness. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. When I see the blood, that was the blood of the covenant to show that there are people who have a covenant with God. Although today we know that the blood of the covenant that we have is the blood of Jesus Christ. A more perfect blood, spotless and perfect. Now, what strikes me most in the scripture we have read is uh, about how the Jews respected the Ark of the Covenant. How they respected that thing. To them, it was life. Their life was tied on that place. You look now at this time of early. That uh, these enemies came, the Philistines, invaded Israel. And it was as a, a matter of judgment to Israel. Because they had departed from the Lord. And we know what used to happen by these two sons of Eli. Eli the priest. 
Eli the pastor. He had two sons who were stubborn. Who were corrupt. And who would take bribe. And who would sin with women who would come to the temple. Until God had to speak. Through Samuel. And he said, Samuel, you know, he was a small boy. But God passed his words through him. He said, I will do a thing in Israel. And even those who hear it, their ears will tinkle. God helps sin. And God expects his church to walk with him in righteousness and truth. And with a perfect heart. Although you, we are the people of God, but if we depart from him and start doing abominable things, evil and rotten things, we should expect God is weak. So the invasion of the Philistines came as a reason of God's judgment upon disobedience Israel. And as they invaded, we have seen they slew 30,000 footmen. That is a very big number. And also they took captive the Ark of the Covenant. That means they raided the temple. As they raided the temple, they took the Ark of the Covenant. And we have seen this man who came running bringing, reporting the news of what is happening in the battlefield. And when he came and told Eli that battle is so fierce. And many brethren have died. Your two sons, Hophenai and Phinehas have died. And the Ark of the Covenant has been taken. The Bible says when he had the Ark of the Covenant, he fell and broke his neck and he died. When they told about the children, I believe it pained his heart. But when they said the ark of the covenant has been taken, that was too much. Their hearts were tied on that place. Their lives and their livelihood their was on that place. future generations. Them and their children and their offspring. Their life was on that place. On the ark of the covenant. Where the blood which spoke for their since rested upon the mercy Amen. Amen. And then when the report reached the 
daughter-in-law of Eli. The wife of Phinehas. The Bible says she was due to deliver. And then as she was told the news. Your father-in-law has died. Your husband has died. Your brother-in-law has died. And the ark of the covenant has been taken. When she had the ark of the covenant, whereas all these other people were died, it was bad news to her. And very painful to her. But when they mentioned the Ark of the Covenant, the Bible says she was caught by birth pains. And she gave birth to a boy. And they comforted her. That you have got a boy. But his heart was not on the boy that he had, he had given birth to. Her heart was in great pain. Because of the ark of the covenant. That has been taken by the enemy. And she named that child. Ichabod. Meaning, the glory of the Lord is departed from Israel. And the Bible said, because of the ark of the covenant. Not because she's going to remain a widow. Not because the father-in-law has died. But because the ark of the covenant has been taken. The glory of God has been taken from Israel. Now, what does the Ark of Covenant mean to us? The Ark of Covenant is the Let us read a few quotes here. Now we see that one of the greatest outstanding things I'd like to bring your attention to. Oh, let me begin with this one. Heavenly Father, now as we are approaching thy throne, by the way of the blood, for and Aaron went in before the master seat. He took first the blood in his hand. And he went forward. And we by faith tonight. You see what that means. He held blood first in his hand. And he went forward. Meaning. Blood was uh, ahead of him. Was, was in front of him. As he approached that holy place. Because God lived behind the curtain. In the hall of holies. And going there. Without the atonement, the blood at 
tournament. You die. But Aaron held the blood. In front. The blood was atoning for his very sins. The blood was like a shield. Between him a sinner. And the Holy God. That as he approaches God. God does not look at him directly. God sees the blood and when he sees the blood he will see him innocent he will accept him amen and that walks to the throne of God boldly knowing that we have a right to come not in our own righteousness but in his the blood represents our cleansing and I pray heavenly father that you will grant our petition First, we would ask you to be merciful to us pardoning as of all our transgressions as we confess our wrongs and our little errors and our secret sins and our unknown sins and we confess also as ministers bring being priests the sins of the people together Lord we stand we love the people we love the people. We feel like Moses when he threw himself in the breach. Hold the people, the wrath of God. What a display that was of the righteousness of Christ when Christ thrown himself in the breach to save the people. Now Aaron, that is how he went to God. Confessing his sins. Confessing the sins of Israel. God forgive them. For God forgive them for breaking Sabbath. God forgive them for lying. God forgive them for the adultery they have committed. God forgive them for bearing false witness. God forgive them of sins of omission, of sins of commission. As he takes the blood to the masses, he's confessing his sins and he's confessing the sins of the people. Amen. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And without remission of sins, there is no blessing from God. But judgment and the wrath of God. And that where the blood is laid it is on the top of the word remember it is the lead on the master seat I mean the lead of the ark of the covenant and inside the ark of the covenant it is not just the 
an empty wooden box. But there is the word of God laying there. And as he's laying, he's putting blood on the mother's seat. He's aware, he's conscious that inside that box there is the the full counsel of God. There is the word of God. So mercy rests upon the word of God. When the word of God is kept, there is mercy upon that place. And remember these are two tables of stone. Do you know your heart is two tables? It has the one side, the left hand side, and the right Those side. Are two tables. Today, the word of God is not written on stones. But the word of God today is written upon that, uh, the, the tables of flesh. Not the tables of stone, but on the tables of flesh. It is written on in your heart. Amen. So that you live the word of God. Paul said, Paul Yagamba, you are our episodes that are written and read of all men. The word of God is not only on a paper. It is no good there. It is not on skins. It is not on stones. But it was written there so that it can be transferred from there from the, those materials because to your heart so that you can be a living episode so that you can be a walking word and as long as the word of God is written in your heart and you are living to that word because we are not talking about it being written in your mind not in your brain so we are talking about it being written in your heart. When it is written in your heart, it means it's what you love. It means you have affections for it. It means you have desire for it. You have love. You have Love for it. Yesterday I was reading the word, the meaning of the word philosopher. And it says it comes from two words, Greek words. It comes from love and then wisdom. And now phileo, you, you know, love, that love is phileo. And then uh, wisdom. So love of wisdom. That is philosophy. philosophy. Now, uh, here the Bible says the Greeks are after wisdom. They love wisdom. 
That's why you know Phileo love wisdom. They love wisdom. But the Jews, they seek signs. Praise God. But the bride, the bride of Jesus Christ, loves the word of God. The love is your husband. The word of God is your husband. It is written. You quote the word of God. You live by the word of God. My, my son, Lord, live by bread alone. By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So for you, your affections, your phileo is on the word of God. You read the Bible. You read the message. You read the word of God. You listen to it. You love it. You enjoy it. You are hungry for it. You are hungry. You love the meetings, the services. You love to hear the word of God. That's why you are here. That's why you put in your transport. That's why walk you walk along Denny's to go to the place where the word of God is placed. Because the word of God is bread to you. Unless you eat my flesh and you eat my blood, you have no life in you. How do we eat the flesh of Jesus? How do we eat his blood? We eat his flesh when we are eating the word. Praise God. That is how we test the Lord. That's how we eat him. And when the Bible said test and see, the Lord is good. The Lord is sweet. That is the word of God. That is how we eat him. And when we eat him, he comes in us. By that we have life. Amen. Oh, praise be the name of God. Hallelujah. Amen. The word of God written on the tables of your heart. You know how the heart is made? Huh? You know how it's made. Umani Two tables. When some of you girls you're sending uh, messages of love to your boys, you send, you send a heart. And that symbol there. At the same time, it means love. It means you are on my heart. I love you from the, from the bottom of my heart. And now it is on that now where the laws of God are written. Oh, are we together? The word of God 
must should be written on your two tables. On your affections. You love the Lord. You have wonderful feelings for his word. You miss his word. You hunger for his word. You, you, you thirst for his word. Amen. There. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. With thy mind. With thy heart. With all thy strength. Love the Lord God. God. That is a commandment. You must love the Lord your God. And how do you love the Lord your God? You love his word. And it is written on your heart. And once it is written on your heart, you will respect and you will leave that word. You shall not allow anything contrary to that word in your life. Amen. Amina. That is the very uh, the very first commandment. A man came running to Jesus. Greeting him, he bowed and asked him. Tell us what is the first and the greatest commandment. Jesus said the first and the greatest commandment is this. Hear ye all Israel. The Lord your God is one Lord. And thou shalt love him with all your mind, with your heart, with your That is the greatest commandment. And the next one is thou shalt love thy neighbor as you love thyself. But the greatest, the first and the greatest, love the Lord your God. Not with your mind, with your heart. That means you are the act. You are an ark. And inside this ark. Inside this ark. That's why. We shall keep our bodies. Separated. Dedicated. Consecrated to the Lord. If you defile the temple of the Lord, the Bible said the Lord shall destroy you for destroying his temple. Never make it dirty. Whoever makes the temple of God dirty, God will destroy it. 
for destroying his temple. That border is not yours. That border belongs to God. Never touch you with your body a strange woman. Never allow a strange man touch your body. Are we together? Because that border is the temple of God. When you darken that temple, God will destroy you for destroying his temple. That border there is the ark. And inside that temple there is the heart. And the heart is the two tables of stones where the laws of God are written. And then all around you, there is mercy. The mercy of God. The goodness of the Lord. Surely goodness. And mercy. Shall follow me. All the days of my life. To a believer. A believer is surrounded with mercy. Is surrounded with goodness. There is the mercy seat on you. There is the blood of Jesus Christ that stands between you and the arrows of hell and the spirits of accidents and sicknesses and diseases and plagues and robbers and enemies and all things that would seek to harm you they will not reach you they don't reach you they cannot come to destroy your flesh because between you and them there is a mercy seat the blood of Jesus Christ is there that's why when we excommunicate someone the Bible tells us we take the blood of Jesus from him and when the blood is taken out from him then his flesh can be destroyed why? the church has power to pick off the massacre from the life of someone because he has rebelled against the word of God. But as long as you're walking with God and his word and you're part of the church of the living God you're part of the body of Jesus Christ there is a mercy seat on you there is the blood of Jesus Christ you are under protection you are being protected divine protection hallelujah amen there is no enough demons in the hell. There is no enough cruelty of Satan can reach you because you are protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. The arrows of Satan cannot go through 
the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is a shield. Is a shield. The name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. When the righteous run into it, they are safe. The name of the Lord is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is the name of the Lord. And that is a strong and mighty tower. It is a shield. It is a shield. That's why. Call the name of Jesus. You are protected. When you are in danger, you say, Jesus, recently we are coming from uh, Barara. And then a truck came at night. It, it was in, in the night. And it just came in the road quickly. And it just crossed like this in the road. And we were so close to it. And Brother Quinton was driving. Brother Quinton He pressed the brakes. But the car kept moving. And we are moving towards it. I was asleep. But when I felt like that, I woke up and saw it was happening. The first word I screamed was, Jesus! Not even a prayer. But Jesus! When you scream the name of Jesus, that is the name that was given us. And the heaven whereby we can be saved. When you are in danger, you scream the name Jesus. When you scream the name of Jesus, there is that shield, that blood shield, comes around you and stomps it. The arrows of the enemy. Praise God. There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power. Wonder working power in the blood of Jesus. Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. You the believer, there is a mercy seat around you because you are the moving ark and the laws of God are in there. And goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy shall follow you. All the days of your life. But when you break the word, when you're living outside of the word, it is like Eve who made a way in the fortress. Because God's word was a fortress to protect Adam and Eve, to protect all of us. That was God's fortress to protect them. But when they broke the word, they opened the way. And then the enemy came in. Cancer came in. Accidents came in. Murder came in. Kinds of diseases and sicknesses, poverty and suffering, came in to destroy man. Omuntu. Praise God. Now, 
We see that one of the great outstanding things I would like to bring to your attention. Tulaba echintu echimu kubiyanku kunura biyengalo kubatu sako kubategeza. Was the living creatures of the last part of the first chapter that John saw watching the ark of the covenant. Biyari ebiramu ebina ebiyachunua ichoke chesure yokuna yokana biyaraba. The four living creatures we are watching what? The ark of the covenant. You remember how they were fixed just like Israel in its in its march? They had now on there was a face of the living creature. And we found out that these creatures were not angels. Neither were they men. They were cherubims. And we found them in the Old Testament. With the ark. We find them in the New Testament. And then we find them over in the coming of the Lord again. Kerubims. Guarding the mercy seat. The mercy seat which no one could approach unless there was an atonement there for that person. Only where the sanctuary, when it was sprinkled of the blood, then it became a mercy seed. But after the blood was taken off, then it became a judgment seat. The mercy seed is only mercy seed as long as it is sprinkled with blood. But when the blood is cleansed off, it becomes a judgment seat. And oh my, no one could stand the judgment of God. The only thing that we can look for is mercy. No judgment. Righteousness. We cannot approach his justice. Because his justice. You will have to keep his word. He. He will have to keep his word. You see in there. There is the word. Thou shall not. Thou shall not. He has to keep it. But for it not to come there as it is. There is mass around it. For the one who has broken it. Because you cannot fulfill the law. So there is mercy for those who have failed it. Who would want justice? I don't want justice. 
I call for mercy. My, let the mercy of God. And the mercy seats sprinkled. But there was a time of the cleansing of the sanctuary. When it was a judgment. When it was a judgment seat, as long as the blood was off the seat. Now we are approaching that time now. We are now approaching, we are approaching in this age. A cleansing of the sanctuary. And the judgments coming upon the earth. See, as long as blood is there, God cannot destroy the earth. As long as blood is there, nobody is a sinner before God. Everybody is right. Because there is an atonement for everybody. Praise God. As long as the blood is there. Nobody is a sinner. Everybody is right. But you see. There is uh, the difference. Between the blood that stands there to protect God. To not, not to see your sin. And the blood that has come in your life. And taken away sin. As long as the blood has not come into you to take away sin, you may be seen not a sinner temporarily. voice. But after some time, after the blood is taken away, all your sins will be revealed and you will pay for each and every one of them. Amen. But if you fail to accept that tournament and go into his presence, then you are a sinner. You are beyond that mercy. Amen. You see, Mulaba. Everybody, when God looks at them, they look sinless before him. Why? Because there is a master seat. Because the blood is there. But man has to accept it. When he accepts it, now it, it, it becomes a, an eternal atonement. It is an atonement forever. But those who don't accept it, it is a temporarily they are covered temporarily. Time will come when the blood is of the mercy seat. It becomes judgment seat. And then every sin will be paid for. Amen. But now while there is mercy, but when the cleansing of the sanctuary comes, the blood goes off the mercy seat and then the wrath of God falls upon the earth. Oh my. 
God be merciful to us that we be not in that day found with other mercies of God. Now we see I'll try to kind of spiritualize it here. Or oh, draw it for you by my hands. That there were four corners how Israel came to themselves. The ark in the center. And on the four sides of the tent were three tribes of Israel. And three four and three fours is twelve. Or oh, four threes rather. And three had a head. In each head of the tribe. Now, the prophet here is drawing a, te, a, te, a, te, a, a tabernacle. In, in, in the journey of Israel, they had a tabernacle. And then they come to three tribes here. On the right, three tribes on the left. Three tribes in the north. Three tribes in the south. And three, 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 three. Is twelve tribes of Israel. And each tribe. I mean, and each group of three. Had a tribal head. And they had a tribal symbol. And the other one also, and the other one, and the other one. Amen. One of them was Reuben. He always camped to the south. He was the head of man. Now, are you getting what we are saying? You let us take this pulpit to be the Tabernacle. Now, Kati, this is east. This is west. This is north. This is south. Amen? Now, Kati, uh, on east, uh, uh, Ruben was in the south. This is south. Now Reuben, Reuben was the tribe head of the, the other two. Making them three. They were all following Reuben. And they had a tribal symbol. And the tribal symbol was the head of man. And Ephraim was to the west. Now this is west. You know the sun comes from here. So this falls this way. So Kasesa is here. Now this is... Uh, uh, and now, Kati. 
Ephraim was to the west with three tribes and he was the ox then on the east east is this way was Judah imagine here there are three tribes and Judah is one of the three. And is the head of this one. Which is the lion. Their tribal symbol is lion. And on the north. This way. This way of the, of the tabernacle. Was done. Which was the eagle. Their tribal symbol was eagle. Now notice you, you remember them all of you all of you remember them well how we had them drawn out. the eagle the ox and the man and the lion now the kingdom of god who is the kingdom of God? Where is the kingdom of God? The church is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is composed of four major powers. Four types, characteristics of power. One is the wisdom of man of all the creatures that God made, there is none that is as wise and intelligent as man and the other power is ox power in the kingdom of God there is ox power that's why Jesus told us he that smites on your right or on the left turn also the right now the ox is a, one, a beast of uh, of, uh, of, uh, of labor and a beast of sacrifice. Amen. It's a beast of burden. And it's also a beast of sacrifice. Even today, when one you have cows and you have a beast, the easiest thing to pick out and suck and car and kill is a bull. Amen? Now, that means willing to die. Surrendering throat to the killer. In the dark ages, where they, they persecuted the Christians, the Bible says, and they loved not their lives unto death. In other words, 
there comes a time where the church of the living God does not say we shall re, we shall riot, we shall resist, we shall fight them until we defeat them. No. There is a moment where we surrender to die. We defeat the enemy by surrendering our throats. We are willing to die for the cause of the gospel. Praise God. The church, the believer, is not a packalast all the time. Contending with the enemy until Pakalas. There is a moment of let go. Jesus Christ, he died a surrendered person. Like a lamb surrenders it's to the shearer as it surrenders to the killer. Jesus, that's how he surrenders. If you marry a lamb, you know there is a time when he will allow you to win the argument. It seems like you have won the argument. But if you marry a God, he will prove himself right up to the end. He wants to say the, the last word. That is not a nature of God. That is God nature. He wants to show, to prove himself a winner. By a lamb. It will reach somewhere where you say now, you are right. Take the victory. And he will keep quiet. And he will allow you to look the winner. But in the actual sense, he is the winner. But he will allow you to take the victory. That is lamb. So that is strength. That is divine strength. Amen. Amen. That divine strength is called ox. Ox strength. Praise God. John has. John has. Recant. For all your writings. And all your teachings. Call them error. 
denounce them and they shall be burned and then you go free but if you still stand for those things that you have spoken and taught and written you're going to be burned on this stake and John said I confess that whatever I have told and whatever I've written is nothing but the truth. And I'm willing to seal my writings and my teachings with my own blood. And then they set the stake on fire. He did not kick he did not resist them. He did not appeal. But he allowed himself to die. Like Jesus Christ allowed himself to die. That's what fulfilled the scripture. And they defeated, they overcame him. Who? The church, the believers, the brothers and sisters, the children of God, they overcame him, the devil, with the blood of the Lamb no, and with the word of your mouth meaning remaining confessing the truth that they believe and they loved not their lives. They were willing to surrender their lives to burning and to the edge of the sword and to the teeth of the lion. And to death. Now that is strength. That is the strength of the kingdom of God. Our very king demonstrated it. When he carried his cross. To Calvary. And he was hung on it. Yet he had power. To serve himself. From that cross. He had the power. To call the angels. But he did not call them. He was willing. To die weak. To die defeated. And when he was weak. That is when he was strong. His strength. Was demonstrated. In weakness. The ox. Willing to be sacrificed is strength. Kingdom strength. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. The other kingdom strength that we have seen already is man. The intelligence of man. The wisdom of a man. You are wise. You are able to discern truth from error. You are 
You know what to believe. In the even if, however much the enemy will come, try to confuse matters. You know what you believe. You are able to see that he is a liar. He is a bluff. And you know what the truth is. Now, and Ephraim was to the west, Oops. then the east was Judah, which is the lion. Now, lion, you know what the strength of a lion is? The lion is the most cunning hunter. And the most bold. Praise God. You know what you stand for. And you are able to stand for it boldly. And you are able to rebuke evil and counterfeit and overcome them. That is kingdom strength. A person who cannot confront wrong thing and say no, this is wrong. I cannot stand for that. He's, he's weak. He's lacking. The, that quality of the kingdom. And on the north was Dan, which was the ego. You know what ego is? It's known for its sight. It can go very far. And when it is very far, it can see very far. So, the believer, the kingdom of God's strength is that it sees very far. You are able to see very far and you are judging things from very far. Not from the earth. Not from the earth. You are not earthly bound. But you are heavenly bound. You are not bound here. Therefore no man is going to come and tell you. I will buy you a house. I'll buy you a car. I'll make you rich. Marry me. For you are not looking at these other things. You see very far. You have eagle eyes. Moses. Musa. The Bible says. By faith. He refused. To be called the son. Of Pharaoh's daughter. And what does that mean? It means to refuse. To be called the grandchild. Of Pharaoh. Why? 
because he esteemed the reproach of Christ to be of great riches than the pleasures of sin that are for a season. And the Bible says he did that by faith. And what is faith? Brother Bram said, faith is a long range vision. Faith looks very far. Faith looks at a hundred years. A thousand years. Ten thousand years. This is a million years. This is a billion years. This is a billion years. Where will you be? A billion years from now. Therefore, you shall not be deceived by a man and by a woman who passes away. You shall not be deceived by the promises that pass away. You shall not be deceived by the threats that are for temporal. You shall not be deceived by the suffering that is for the season. I'd rather suffer for a season and have an eternal reward. I'd rather be persecuted now for an eternal reward. I'd rather be poor now for an eternal reward. Ego sees very far. If you want to torture me and to persecute me and to make me suffer, that that will make me forsake God, you will not succeed. Because all that you can subject to me, it is less than 50 years. But the Christ I'm standing for is for the eternal age. Hallelujah. That is ego. In the chicken, a chicken can be deceived by a man and you exchange Christ because of a man. You exchange Christ because of a woman. That is a chicken. It looks very near. And it cannot see even the danger that is ahead of it. But not ego. Ego sees very far. Oh, praise be the name of That is kingdom strength. Kingdom of God's strength. That's why we are here. That's what makes a difference. That's what makes us who we are. That's why it makes us a, a selected bird. A special species. That's why we have come out of Catholicism. That's why we have come out of Anglican. That's why we come out of Pentecostal That's why we are who we are. We are despised. We are cast down. But not destroyed. We are persecuted. But not forsaken. That's why we are who we are. 
are an assembly of eagles. We see far. And the Apostle John said, They are of the world. They speak things of the world. And the world hears them. We are of God. We, we, we speak things of God. And those of God will hear us. For them, when they come here, they look at our women. And they say, no one has lipstick. No one has this. I cannot stay there. These people are old fashioned. They are of the world. Their sight looks at the world. In heaven, there is no lipstick. There is no makeup. There is no cosmetic factory industry. Not in heaven. In heaven, they wear robes. So we are people of robes. Robes! In heaven, they wear long hair. They wear long robes. That's why we wear like our heavenly home. Though we are in the alien country, but we don't belong here. We know where we came from. And we know where we are going. So we try every day to look like our people. Our people home. Amen. We are eagles. Our choices they are reflected in who we are. Faith is a long range vision. Moses by faith he looked at uh, Egypt. Where will Egypt be? A million years. You see now since the time Moses lived to date it is not 4,000 years. But where are the fellows? Fellows, where are they? They are dead. Their bodies dry. And their bones have turned to dust. In the pyramids of Egypt. But where is Moses? Where is Moses? Moses is one of the elders that 
greatest elders in heaven. And when the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, all man transfiguration, he needed a best man. And he called two best men. He called Moses and he called Elijah to come walk down the corridors of heaven and stand by the side of Emmanuel, the word made flesh. Hallelujah! Amen. What a decision! Moses was an eagle. He refused to be called the grandchild of Pharaoh. Why? Brother Branham said, every day, fellow will open, would open his palace window. And you look towards Goshen. And when you look at the people there, the Jews there, he would see slaves. And cheap people load down to the dust. But when Moses would open the same window and looks at them, he was seeing the most precious, the most royal people the seed of Abraham. He was seeing the way, the truth, and life. He was seeing resurrection. He was seeing eternal life. He was seeing new Jerusalem. He was seeing the tree of life in those people. Hallelujah. Amen. So he forsook Egypt. And he identified himself with them. Why? That was not human. That was not human knowledge. That was not human culturation. That was supernatural wisdom. That was supernatural. Upon this rock will I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And that rock is wisdom. Ego. Oh, praise God. Come out and Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now notice. You remember them? Now, you notice Judah guards the Eastern Gate. We have seen that. Uh -huh. And we find out over in our coming message this morning, that he still proclaimed the line of the tribe of Judah. The root, the beginning of Judah. David was the king eternally. And Christ sits on, on the throne of David in millennium. Which is eternal king. There will never be one failed David. Hallelujah. Now that is Judah. You say, what about today? 
Where those Jewish judges, he still has the seed. Christ is his seed according to the flesh. There one sets there. David shall not fail. That's right. And Christ is that lion of the tribe of Judah. From which David sprung out. Now we find out that they were the guards of the mercy seed. They were the guards of the Massachusetts. Amen. Man, ox. Muntu, ntenume. Lion. Pologoma. Ego. Mpongo. They watched the Massachusetts. Nothing come to it. It crossed over the tribes first before it could get to the masses. Are we together? Why were, were they positioned in those strategic places that East, west, north, south. They come to protect the mercy seat. Which mercy seat is uh, a lead of the Ark of the Covenant. So that nothing can come from wherever and reaches the masses without passing those tribes. First, before it could get to the masses Every man willing to give his life. Every Israelite in camp would die before anything could enter into that camp. Over and there and take that and now we find out that was the Old Testament order. In other words, if you came from uh, south, you found three tribes here. And as you fought them, they are from east and west to Every man willing to give your life to die before you come here. To Praise God. And in the New Testament order, we find the same thing that it was guarded. The master seat. Oh, I hope you get. It. The master city is still guarded. Still got the guards. We found out that, that those guards are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Amen. Guarding the book of Act. What is the mother seed today? It is the book of Acts. It is being guarded. 
We have seen previously what the Holy Ghost was given for. Why the Holy Ghost is very important in the church. And when we talk about the book of Acts, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. It is not the book of Acts of the apostles, but it's the book of Acts of the Holy Spirit in the apostles. Are we together? The book of Acts is the book of the Acts of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Are we together? You see why I'm saying are we together because I don't feel you. You are very heavy today. And driving a very tired preacher. But I'll preach all the same. I believe there could be one or two who are hearing what I'm saying. Praise God. We found out that those gods are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They are guarding the book of, of the Holy Spirit than among the apostles. Amen. With the book of Acts of the New Testament, and the four writers of the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all guard the master seed to show that it is God. The Holy Spirit today, each scripture, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Luke, Marco, every one of them will back up the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and the acts of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Now, when we get beyond that, then that's not it. But it backs up the true message. Like we find out in Acts 2.38 where repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And today they adopted the name of Father, Son, Holy Ghost to be baptized in there is no scripture for that. There is no background. There is nothing to guard that. Not a thing. You, th you say, Matthew said it. Matthew guarded it. Matthew 28. 1.18 said, 
The birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. His mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph. For they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. This was ordered and while Joseph, her husband, rather being just man, not willing to make a public example, was minded to put her away privately from this wife. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of God appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Then the Holy Ghost and Father, then the Holy Ghost and God the Father is the same person. All he had two fathers. And he shall bring forth his, uh, his uncle, his name Jesus. And this was done that it might be fulfilled spoken of, of the prophet. God would be with us called Emmanuel, which is God, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, in one name, Jesus Christ, which guards that gate against error. Do you see Matthew? How he guards that door so that the beast does not enter. Thanks be to the Lord. Meaning, to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, it's guarded. It's guarded by Matthew. It's guarded by Matthew. How do we? How? How? He says in Matthew 28, 19, in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And here at the beginning of Matthew 1, 18, it shows you who Father, Son, Holy Ghost is. And, and John tells us, no one knows the son, but the father. And no one knows the father but the son and to whom the son will reveal him to. Meaning, you cannot know the father of Jesus unless Jesus who has revealed him to you. And John 14 says, he reveals him to us. And he says, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. From henceforth you've seen him and you've known him. And Philip asked him, our Lord, show us the Father. Reveal him to us. You cannot know the Father unless the Son has revealed him to you. Now reveal him to us. And he went to reveal him. And he said, Ever since I've been with you, you've never known me, Philip. You've never known that I'm the Father. You've never known that I'm the Son. You've never known that I'm the Holy Spirit. Now he's guarding. These four creatures, they are guarding baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. They are guarding the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now the gates of the denominations 
What guards them? But the gospel that we believe it guarded, it's guarded, it's protected, it is protected by the four gospels. And these four gospels are guarding the book of Acts. That the Holy Spirit may continue having preeminence in our midst. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. What was the Holy Ghost given for? You remember what we saw, what the Holy Ghost was given for? It is so important in our midst. And yet, it is guarded. Praise be the name of the Lord. Amen. A few days, listen to this. A few days ago in Chicago, before a ministerial association of Chicago, Greater Chicago, the Holy Spirit got me up in the night and told me, stand by the window. Said there is a group of ministers and they are fixing a breakfast for you. Said be careful they are going to attack you upon this. I said, thank you Lord. He showed me where it would be set. And I went and told some ministers, Brother Carson and Brother Tommy Hicks, Brother Carson and Brother Tommy Hicks how it would be. I said, the place that you ordered won't be like that. We are going to be in another place. Told how the Dr. Mead would be sitting. How a colored man would come in. Set this way. And all about it. Then that morning. They said my son said to me. Said daddy, daddy, you're going over there in that verse. And I said, I ain't going over to first. I'm going over anointed with the Holy Spirit with, with the word of God that will cut the master long as he's there. So when we got down there, before they even had a chance to ask one thing, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Said, now is the time to say. I said, I know why you are here. Why you are here. I said, now, Brother Hicks, brother Hicks, and you, Brother Carson, now, Brother Carson, the head of the Christian businessmen, Christian businessmen, isn't there, isn't everything just exactly the way the Holy Spirit told me the day before yesterday? That you did not get that room 
we'd be over here and they just got it that morning and I said now look everybody blessed just the way it said it would be and I said the thing you want to approach me is on the name of Jesus Christ for baptism then the spirit began to take the word of God and repeat it and it down like that when all those bunch of Trinitarian ministers sitting there, reaching under the table, shaking hands with one another and tears running down their cheeks. And I understand that 72 of them is coming down here to be to the tabernacle for me to baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ. The masses is guarded. Now, maybe this story has gone over some of you. Now, Brother Branham taught that baptism is in the name of Jesus Christ. According to the scriptures, as you well know, the Pentecostals loved him because of miracles, signs, wonders. He was like their champion. He was their, like their father in the supernatural. So they felt disappointed to see him teaching baptism in Jesus' name. So they arranged the ministers of Pentecostals they arranged a breakfast a place where they wanted to call him and question him about that teaching. Are we together? But they chose two brothers Carson and the other one we have read to meet Brother Branham, I mean, to, to take the invitation to him that they want to meet him. I think there were 300 or something like that. Great bishop, overseers, and great ministers of the time. Now, the night before they came, the Holy Spirit awoke him and showed him everything. How they were going to come. That place that they had arranged to meet him, they will not be granted that place. And then they will change to another place. And the so-and-so will be there. So-and-so will be there. So-and-so will be there. He will be dressed in such a suit. Such a tie. Every detail. So when those ministers who represented him to him, who represented them to invite him, when they came to invite him, instead is 
before they could tell him what has brought them, he is the one who told them what, why they have come. He told them, you have come being sent by the ministers' association. And you want to question me on my doctrine on baptism in Jesus' name. And you are so many in number. And you are planning to meet me in such and such a place. But that place will not be granted to you. Instead, you will find another place. And it will be such and such a place. And that day, so and so will be dressed like this. So and so will be dressed like this. Isn't it the reason why you are here? They told him, yes, brother so when that day arrived, for him he went to the place where the Holy Spirit showed him that the meeting will take place. And there they were. And everyone was there that the Holy Spirit showed him that he had showed it to these brothers. And they were dressed exactly like that. And everything exactly in the same way. So when he stood, he said, brethren, I know why you invited me. You want to question me on my doctrine baptism in Jesus' name. Yes, brother Carlson and the other one didn't I tell you that place you will not have it we will be here didn't I tell you this brother will be here and will be dressed like this and this one will be here and that one will be here and, and, and every, everything that went up here didn't I tell it to you they started crying and then all other ministers started weeping. Because they knew the, the gift in his life. And then, without asking him a question, he took the Bible and he started defending baptism in Jesus. And all his other doctrines. And he said, now, if there is a man who is sure that he's right, I'm wrong. Let him get his Bible. Come up here. Stand on my right hand. And challenge me. Because he was feeling the angel of the Lord on the right hand. And no one could do that. He said they knew better. Because they knew what that means. That was a showdown. Like the showdown between Elijah. And the 400 prophets of God. And then seven of them said. We are coming. To 
Branham Tabernacle that you baptize us in the name of Jesus Christ. And none of them showed up. And now their descendants are here disturbing us. When their fathers could not meet the showdown, the challenge. Amen. I stood with Serwada in his office. And I defended baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. They are presiding apostle. Presiding apostle. And I challenged him. To defend baptism in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and Joseph Serwada could not defend it. Joseph Serwada And he asked me. Now what if I say. Gideon Ibiekwas. I baptize in the name of the Father. And of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He felt he is convinced that the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ. But he felt he cannot completely move away from their paganism. That's why Constantine did. He wanted to mix Christianity and pagans and paganism so that 50-50 is catered for. And I told him, okay, maybe that would be okay. Because now you are there, you are realizing that the, the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit is, the Holy, is Jesus Christ. He said, yes. And then I turned his Bible to defend that women are not allowed to teach. As I opened his, I picked his Bible from the table before him. And as I opened it, in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 11, on the side, he had written with a pen, women not allowed to teach. You go and ask Serwada his Bible. You open that place. He wrote with his own pen, women not allowed Abakazi to teach. I said, what about this? You wrote it yourself. He said, I leave that. That is Na, to me. So the Bible says, they are workers of iniquity. And when Brother Brown was preaching, another man, I think it was in the 
in the seven seals, all in the seven church ages, he read a scripture where God was saying about Jezebel that I gave her a space to repent and she did not repent. Therefore I throw her and her children to death I'll put them to death. And the prophet said, quoted this incident. Where, where these 70 men say they are coming to be baptized. And then he said, did, did any come? No. Why? God gave them space to repent. And they could not. So, church, here we have the defense, the guarding of the masses. It is fully guarded by the four living creatures. That nothing comes and takes away the Holy Ghost. Because where there is the Ark of the Covenant is where there is the Massachusetts. When you take away the Ark, the Massachusetts goes with it. In other words, the Ark protects the Massachusetts. And the Massachusetts and the Ark is what attracts the Shekinah glory. Praise God. So we have no excuse, church. We have no excuse, message church. For lacking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the Shekinah glory in our midst. It should be there. And once the Shekinah glory is there. The sick should be healed. Lives should be changed. The church should should be a powerhouse. It should be on fire because of the glory of God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lamb advancing from glory for intercessions all right, to make claims now for his redemption. Remember, Remember he had been on his material work back here. But remember these seals are ready to be opened. And the lamb come from the sanctuary of God. Advanced forward. Wait till we get over there. That one hour, take that one, that one half hour. That is silence. The sanctuary is smoking. There is no more intercession. The sacrifice has left. It's judgment seat. There is no blood on it no more. 
For the blood-covered lamb has walked away. Don't you wait till that time. Remember in the Old Testament, as long as the blood was of the Messiah, it was judgment. But as long as the blood was on there, that was mercy. But when the lamb walked away, what, what did it? You see today, there is not just blood there. No. No one went and, 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 and tapped to the blood of Jesus and took it on the mercy seat. But the blood on the mercy seat is the very bleeding lamb. After he has made his intercessorial work, he, walked he walks from the mercy seat. And once he's not there on the mercy seat, it burns with smoke. Judgment now. Hallelujah. But he must remain in interceding until the last seed of God has been purged. Now just search your heart, brother, sister. Kati, brother, sister kebero, My friend, I've been with you a long time. This is about 33 years. Have I ever told you anything in the name of the Lord but what came to pass? Such Christ now while you have chance to. It may come pretty soon where you can't do it. See? He may leave the seat any time of his intercession. Then you could cry with all your heart. You could stomp, you could speak in tongues. You could run up and down the floor. You could do anything you wanted to. And join every church in the world. There is nothing no more bleach for your sin. Then what do you do? Where are you then? Well, I believe with all my heart that he is still open. I believe he is still on the throne of God. But as soon as he's going, but as soon as he's going to rise now, and come forth to claim what he has redeemed. He is doing the work of kinsman redeemer. While, while Ruth is waiting. But as soon as. You know after Boaz done the kinsman work. Then he came and claimed his possession. 
And that's exactly what the Bible said he done. He came forth and took the book. Then intercession is over. He is off of the throne. There is no more blood on the mercy seat. What is it? Judgment seat. Don't let it be said. Some of these days, I thought the rapture was supposed to come. And hear the voice back. It's in the past. God help you. Now I think, you who is dozing, you better not doze. This is serious. And you are here, you are just a church member. And one of these days, mercy will be over. Don't think God will first, you know, blow a trumpet. And then you will hear it in the skies. Telling you now, prepare, prepare, because mercy is about to close. No, it will be closed. It will be over without notice. This is the notice that is going on now. You better be for, be make sure that all your sins are under the blood. You better make sure that you are born again of the Spirit of God. You have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't think that any of us ever had uh, as much symptoms as Jonah had. For every which way he looked, he was the whale's belly. But you know what he said? He said, they are lying vanities. He is not going to believe it. He said, once more will I look at your holy temple. Now, Jonah knew that when Solomon dedicated the temple, God vindicated his presence at the temple by coming in as the pillar of the cloud and went in and went over behind the holy place upon the mercy and over the ark and settled down and someone prayed, Lord, if thy people be in trouble, anywhere, and we look to this holy place and pray, then you hear from heaven. Now, if Jonah and those circumstances could have faith in prayer of a man, a human being that later backslid and, and over a temple that was built by the hands of man, that God came in and was delivered from such, such symptoms as that. How much more ought we tonight? And our little circumstances, right in the means of the presence of the great God Himself, where we see people healed, saved, and filled with the Holy Ghost, don't look towards the natural temple. Why don't we look to, uh, 
Don't look towards a natural temple, but look to the natural temple in heaven where Christ sits at the right hand of the majesty and the power with his own blood to make intercession upon our confession. We should be ashamed of our weakness. Now until you can have better faith than Jonah had, don't criticize him. Can we stand on our feet? Where do we look? We look at that place. The mercy seat. Where Jesus is seated. And brother, for that reason, for the reason of this subject, we should never lack the presence of God. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost. May you dedicate yourself as the Ark of the Covenant where in you there is the commandments of God, the word of God. And then the mass of God will be around you. And then the Shekinah glory. The presence of God will surround you. And follow you. Jesus keep me near the cross. There precious fountain Free to all our healing strength, the flow from Calvary's in the cross, in the cross, with my glory, till my rapture so shall find rest beyond the river in the cross Cook.
Faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb Calvary, Savior divine. Now hear me while I pray. Take all my sin away. Oh, let me from this day be holy. Amen, brother, sister. Brother, sister. 
May you establish the altar of the Lord in your house. May you love your Bible, really study it. And, and live its what its instructions. May you restore prayer life and fasting seeking the face of the Lord may you restore prayer order family altar May you fully live a dedicated life to God. May the two tables of your heart be written with the word of God. May you love the Lord with all your heart and love his word and leave it every instruction of it may you live the time is far spent it's getting later than we think the the mercy of the Lord is upon those who receive the word of the Lord. May you respect the word of God in your life. May you honor the word of God in your life. May you leave the instructions of the word of God. May thy rich grace impart strength to my fainting heart. My zeal is as thou hast died for me. Oh, may my love to thee pure. Dark maze I dread and grave sorrow is Be thou my God. Be darkness done to death. What sorrows just away? Child of Miracle.
Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray for your children. Lord, the people that you have redeemed. Let no one despise the word of God. Let no one live a careless life. But let everyone live a a devoted life. Father, children of Israel, they are ever on the wailing wall crying. Seeking the Messiah. And here you are. You are here in the gentle world. And they are crying seeking you. And here we are in the gentle world. Just treating you anyhow. Treating you any way we want. Carelessly. Those who don't have you, they are mourning and wailing on the walls to have you. Here where you are, Lord, we are treating you carelessly, Father, if you go without saving us, we shall wail when you cannot come back. But Father, before you leave us, Lord, before you go back to the Jews, seal us, Lord. Seal us with the Holy Ghost. Fill us with your power. Remove every sin. Change us, Lord. Bless us, Lord. Do not leave us, Father. Help us, Lord. Be merciful upon us. Be kind on us, Lord. Be compassionate on us, Lord. That's our prayer. That's our desire. This girl who is going to sit for a PLO A. We pray, Father, that your grace and mercy will be upon this girl. May you guide her to give the right answers to the right questions. Father, anoint her wisdom. Anoint her mind. To remember whatever she has been taught. And to answer right. To the satisfaction of the examiners. We pray for her. And we remember every need, Lord. That is in this house. May you meet each and every need of every individual. We commit ourselves to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh my faith looks to thee, thou lamb. Of Calvary, Savior. We shall not have a second service. Because 
Great. 